Salutations, listeners. You're listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it is our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. In this episode of the podcast, we're actually going to be talking about one of my favorite musicians in the entire genre. Talking about Edward Kennedy Ellington, better known as Duke Ellington. And, you know, the thing about it is, um, it always surprises me that there's a great number of musicians that I meet, talk to, have correspondence with through emails, texts, etc. And I mean, they're really, really great improvisers, and you know, they're they they have their favorites. You know, I mean, they love like, Coltrane, and God knows I love Coltrane, uh, or they love Lee Morgan, or they you know like the Miles '60s Quintet, things like that. But they're just like, ah, oh, Ellington, yeah, man. I mean, I know like uh, Satin Doll take the A train uh, but that's about it you know and it just baffles me I mean you know I, I'm very proud to call myself an Ellen, Ellingtonian and I've studied a lot I mean a lot of Duke's music um, but uh, I really feel like you know that there is like a divide there maybe it's because it's like you know, he's got such a vast catalog where there's just all these works or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, maybe it's just because it spans so much time, you know, from the 20s through the 1970s. Um, so, either way, what we're going to be doing here on this episode is giving you 25 mellow tracks. So, not your typical stuff, not your typical big band bravura this is 25 laid back mellow tracks like there's some latin tunes in there too but for the most part these are beautiful mellow tracks that you might not be hip to and we guarantee that it's um in full ellingtonian regalia of gut bucket grandeur so here's 25 of the most brilliant tracks from America's greatest composer, Edward Kennedy Ellington. Don't forget to check out the website for more info, Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z, podcast.wordpress.com. You can find us on Twitter at N-D-H-Jazz, and don't forget you can find us wherever you find your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Pass it on to your friends, and um, we'd love to hear from you. So, without further ado, let's get to the marvelous Duke Ellington. C'est une Qui nous ressemble Toi tu m'aimais Et je t'aimais 
the autumn leaves of red and gold.
Ah, yes. Daydream. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous song written by the great William Thomas Strayhorn, better known as Billy Strayhorn, Duke Ellington's right-hand man, arranger, the only person that Duke would really trust with his band and his sound. And, of course, that beautiful, buttery saxophone tone of the great Johnny Hodges. It was the very first song that Billy Strayhorn actually wrote to feature Johnny Hodges. And, of course, you know, Johnny completely appreciated you know, this rendition, giving him plenty of space to just drip that sweet melody like molasses, you know, just ever so slowly and gorgeous. And it uh, featured, of course, Duke at the piano with his orchestra, and it comes from the album And His Mother Called Him Bill. It's uh, an album on RCA of Duke Ellington recording nothing but Billy Strayhorn compositions. It's in my, easily in my top 20, you know, Duke Ellington albums. That, you know, if you're wanting to really get into Ellington, then you have to get into Strayhorn. It's just the way it is. Um, and another, speaking of gorgeous tones, man, they just, it's unfair how many gorgeous, gorgeous sounding saxophones Duke Ellington had in his orchestra because we heard another, strangely enough, it just happens to be that way, another Billy Strayhorn composition entitled Chelsea Bridge. And the version that we heard actually uh, comes from the 1965, I believe. Yeah, 1965 album, Duke Ellington and His Orchestra, Concert in the Virgin Islands. Now, this got like this cartoon covers on the reprise uh, label, and this is one that you would probably just kind of pass up if you were in a record store going, I don't even know where to start, but I'm here to go ahead and help you break through that wall, you know? We heard Chelsea Bridge... And that melody stated by the fluffy, whispery, just misty-toned tenor of the great Paul Gonzalez. Now, I know that most of the time, Paul Gonzalez gets, you know, all of the credit and due for taking like the, you know, 14 choruses or whatever at Newport, you know, for Diminuendo and Crescendo and Blue, and it's just like a rollicking, rocking good time and everything, and it's like brought the Ellington band back to its, you know, forefront and all that. But there's a whole other side to Paul Gonzalez, and it's that that misty, whispery kind of thing, you know what I mean, that we just heard on Chelsea Bridge. I mean, he's right there in the same lane as Dexter Gordon. So it just baffles me that you can appreciate, or, you know, different musicians out there that they go on and on and on about Dexter Gordon, or Stan Getz, for that matter, you know, and that whispery kind of tone that he had. Not diminishing them. I love Dexter. I love Getz. But let's add in Paul Gonzalez. Come on, y'all. Beautiful tone. And the thing about it is, you know, I was sitting there saying, it's unfair 
how many great sounding saxophones Duke had because we just heard Johnny Hodges on Daydream and then before that Paul Gonzalez on Chelsea Bridge. But the first person to ever record Chelsea Bridge was the great Ben Webster. Yeah. I mean, most people know Ben Webster from Cottontail, you know, and Duke Ellington on the little soundy going, Ben Webster, you know. But, <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, is that he had a gorgeous, you know, ballad tone as well. So there's yet another, you know, saxophone player. And we ain't even gotten into Harry Carney. You know what I mean? Russell Prokop, Jimmy Hamilton. I mean, man, just it's unfair how many great saxophone players Duke had. Anyway, so there there was Daydream and then Chelsea Bridge. And before that, we heard Caravan. Um... Now, I know there's a million different versions of Caravan, you know, because that's one of the cool things about Duke. Yes, it makes our work as listeners a little bit more difficult, but let's look at this from an artistic point of view, okay? He wasn't happy with the exact same arrangement. He kept on tweaking it and changing it and turning it upside down pulling it sideways and looking at it diagonally, looking at it backwards. You know, that's the sign of a true artist because he always wants to keep reinventing himself, reinventing these same themes. And Caravan was a tune that was co-composed by Duke Ellington and Juan Tizal. So, um, and that one we heard Juan Tizal uh, as well as the plunger muted effects of Cootie Williams. And don't forget that that's, that's really something that started with Duke Ellington. That whole sound of the growling plunger mute. Yeah. I mean, to invent a sound for your band, right? To have a whole language associated with your band and be a great composer on top of that. And have great composers right near you. That's the other thing like Billy Strayhorn and Juan Tizal. Duke Ellington was blessed, no doubt about it. But regardless, that version of Caravan was one of the very first versions, and it goes all the way back to 1937. That's the year of the version of Caravan that we heard, and it comes from the Chronological Classics series, Duke Ellington and his orchestra, 1937. And if you want to check out, you know, the album art for all of these, we've already got you covered. You don't have to write it down. Just check out the website. Everything's there. It's been revamped, a whole lot easier to navigate. We promise. Just go to Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast.wordpress.com, and you can find all that info right there. Okay? Now, before Caravan, which is a great little, you know, Latin tune, it's got some of those... Sephardi influences from like Eastern and Arabic sounding things, you know, like nomadic kind of music. That was nice. Uh, it it kind of evokes exo- exoticism through the music, you know, to like musically take your imagination and your ears to far off distant lands, which is super cool, you know, especially for 1937. Now, before that, we heard a very, very, very bare-bones arrangement of Azure. A-Z-U-R-E, Azure. And it was sung by the great lady time, Miss Ella 
Fitzgerald. And it comes from the full set, Ella Fitzgerald Sings the Duke Ellington Songbook. Which, might I add, this is nice that to be part of the same collection because it was Ella Sings the Gershwin Songbook, the Cole Porter Songbook, the Jerome Kern Songbook, the Harold Arlen Songbook, the Irving Berlin Songbook. I think there's a Johnny Mercer. Yeah, and so it's nice to have Duke Ellington put into that same echelon. So, um, you can't miss it. It's Ella singing with all the boys in the Duke Ellington band uh, for Verve Records. So you know it's going to sound great. The selections are going to be great. There's a whole lot of, of care with Verve, you know, titles. You just know it. And um, to hear just like that bare guitar and Ella's voice just with nothing else really crowding it. That's a whole other sound for a Duke Ellington composition. So kudos to Duke and Ella. Not having to be bombastic all the time, right? Right. And then we opened up everything with one of my absolute, absolute, absolute favorite um, tracks from one of my absolute favorite Duke Ellington albums, and it's not a really well-known album, but God, I love it. It's nothing but ballads by Duke Ellington. I know that's crazy, right? But it comes from the Columbia Jazz Masterpieces series, and it's entitled Duke Ellington Indicos. And, oh my God, we heard just a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous version of Autumn Leaves. Um... Recorded October 1st, 1957. Um, it's actually an alternate take, which is pretty funny. Uh, it features, of course, Duke of the Piano, but Clark Terry, who just would have turned 100 this past week. Clark Terry's centennial. We all love Clark Terry. So, anyway, Clark Terry, Willie Cook, Shorty Baker, and Cat Anderson were in the trumpet section. Uh, along with Ray Nance, who was on trumpet and the violin that we heard. That gorgeous violin. Quentin Jackson, Britt Woodman on trombones. John Sanders on bass trombone. The great Paul Gonzalez, Jimmy Hamilton, uh, Rick Henderson, and Johnny Hodges, and Russell Procope, as well as Harry Carney make up the entire sax section. Killer sax section. Jimmy Wood on bass, Sam Woodyard on the drums, and that gorgeous vocal, not only in Francais, but in English, Ozzie Bailey. Just evoking vocals, and it just tugs at your heartstrings. I mean, you feel it with that track, you know? So, and that's what we're doing here. We are trying to show a completely different side of the world of Ellingtonia, you know, to all my friends and cats who are checking out this, uh, who are musicians, who's always, who, who, if you've ever said, yeah, you know, I, I just don't, I, I don't know, it just doesn't hit me, that kind of Duke Ellington comment, this podcast is for you. Yes, I know, there's the John Coltrane's, and the Joe Henderson's, and the Michael Brecker's, 
and the Dexter Gordons, and, you know, all those kind of killer players, the Miles Davises, the Clifford Browns, and there's room for all of it. But don't forget that those cats all listen to Ellington first. This is one of the, the things that they heard on the radio when they were all coming up. So you, sometimes you have to go back to the source. You know what I'm saying? So there's gorgeous melodies, gorgeous arrangements, great, great harmonies. So that's what we're doing. But we're not going to hit you over the head with it. This guy, We're not just playing like big band classics. It's not just like take the A train and then like sophisticated lady. No, we know that you know that. What we're trying to do is reveal a different side because there's multiple sides to Duke. Anyway, we hope you enjoy it. Let's get back to another great, great set of music. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Mellow Ellington podcast here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
Harry Connie. And uh, guitar amor. Gonzalez. 
never treat me sweet and gentle the way she should I got it bad and that ain't good My poor heart is so sentimental and it's not made of wood Now I got it bad And that ain't good When the weekend's over And Monday rolls around Like I stood out Just crying My heart out She don't love me Like I love her Nobody could I got it bad And that ain't good Now when the weekend's over Monday rolls around I end up like I'd start out Just crying Baby, my boss, I'm gonna do something, dancing. Oh, she don't love me like I love her. Nobody could. I got it back, and it shows.
Yes, 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 yes. What an all-star studded set. Man, we had some big names in jazz in that last one, man. So that last song in the set that we heard was In a Sentimental Mood. It's a Duke Ellington standard, but it's never sounded like that because we had Elvin Jones on the drums, Aaron Bell on the bass, Duke Ellington at the piano, and the great John Coltrane on the tennis saxophone. comes from the Impulse release, Duke Ellington and John Coltrane. They did an entire album, not just a song, not like a single, but they did an entire album together, and it's fantastic for the Impulse Records label. Then, if that wasn't star-studded enough, we heard another Duke Ellington composition that's a standard as well. Most Duke Ellington songs are standards. Um, but we heard I Got It Bad and That Ain't Good, which featured from 1961, by the way, Danny Barcelona on the drums, Mort Herbert on the bass, Bonnie Bigard on the clarinet, Trummy Young on the trombone, which if that group starts to sound a little bit familiar, you may be right. That's the Louis Armstrong All-Stars with Louis Armstrong on the trumpet and on the vocals and Duke Ellington on the piano. And it comes from the 1961 classic album. Like This is my top five desert island discs right here. The Great Summit. Duke Ellington and Louis Armstrong. 17 fantastic songs, um, all by Duke Ellington. And performed by the Louis Armstrong All-Stars with Louis and Duke on the piano. It's a fantastic grouping. Um, uh, Every song is a gem. Uh, But that one just, even when I was a kid and I heard that one, I just remember it really reaching and pulling my heartstrings. And I've heard Johnny Hodges, and I've heard other people play I Got It Bad, you know, and I've heard tons of covers of that. But there's something special about that rendition with uh, Louis Armstrong and Duke Ellington together. And the really cool part about that, by the way, is Barney Bigard. You know, um, he was actually a clarinet player for both groups. He was in Duke Ellington's orchestra before he joined Louis Armstrong and his All-Stars. So, talk about a guy who already knows the catalog. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, But he really, really kicks ass in this entire album. Like, Barney Bigard is truly an unsung hero on the clarinet. Um, And for that matter, Trummy Young. You know, I tweeted out that uh, a few weeks ago. Like, why doesn't anybody talk about Trummy Young and just how raw he sounds on that trombone? And I think it was Louis Armstrong's Plays W.C. Handy album. I was revisiting that album. And, man, talk about an unsung hero on the trombone, too, right? Like, we talk about Kid Ori, we talk about Trombone Shorty, but we don't talk about Trummy Young. So, there you go. Um, yeah, they're all there on that album, and it's fantastic. So, yeah, I got it bad. That ain't good. Man. Um, before that, we heard one of my all-time favorite ballads by Duke Ellington. Um, it's called Happy Reunion. And, of course, it featured the great Paul Gonsalves again. 
that you heard Duke Ellington, you know, give credit to at the end of the song. Um, but it comes from an album called Harlem, Duke Ellington and his orchestra, never before released on Pablo Records. Uh, Sam Woodyard on ba- uh, on drums, Jimmy Wood on the bass, Harry Carney, uh, Paul Gonzalez, Jimmy Hamilton, Russell Procope, Johnny Hodges in the sax section and reeds, just incredible group. Uh, Rolf Erickson, Herbie Jones, Cat Anderson, Cootie Williams, all on trumpets. Wow. Chuck Connors, Buster Cooper, Lawrence Brown on trombone, and of course Duke Ellington on the piano. 1964, March 9th in Stockholm, Sweden. It's an incredible album. Um, some standards on there, All of Me, Caravan, yet another version. Um, but Happy Reunion. It's just one of those gorgeous, gorgeous ballads that, to me, I think is just as pretty as Body and Soul or um, There Is No Greater Love, you know, any one of those kind of songs. And um, it, it's not one of the Ellington songs that gets enough attention, I believe, um, nor is it played very often. So um, I'm trying to bring awareness to that. You know what I mean? Even to the Ellingtonians who might be listening to this podcast. Um, happy reunion, man. It's it's worth it. Transcribe it out. Start playing it out there when, you know, we're all said and done with this uh, lockdown and pandemics. You know what I mean? So let's get out there and play some Duke Ellington. Send some forces of light out there into the universe. You know? Um, all right. So before... Uh, Happy Reunion. We heard one of my all-time favorite uh, songs. Uh, that's an, Yet, it's another song that is not well talked about or known. And it's called Guitar Amour. And this version that uh, I played for you is from the Duke Ellington All-Star Road Band Volume 2. And it comes from um, Bob, uh, Bob Teal production actually for CBS uh, Columbia Records and it was recorded May 31st 1964 at the Holiday Ballroom Chicago Illinois and um, Sam Woodyard, Nat Woodyard Cootie Williams, Russell Procope Peck Morrison, Herbie Jones Johnny Hodges, Jimmy Hamilton Paul Gonzalez, Buster Cooper, Chuck Carney Lawrence Brown, Cat Anderson Duke Ellington And, of course, the featured saxophonist on that track was the baritone giant, Harry Carney. Harry Carney had such a beautiful sound on the baritone saxophone. I think he was the inspiration for Jerry Mulligan. You know what I mean? And uh, everybody talks about Jerry. Um, But what inspired Jerry, right? Harry Carney with that luscious tone on a on a Barry Sax. That wasn't like a Barry Sax was not a featured instrument back in the day. I mean, go listen to some old recordings, you know. Now you had Adrian Rolini, but that was about it, you know. But still, Harry Carney's where it's at. He's the first to really make it a featured, beautiful sounding instrument, you know. So Hopefully you dug it all, too, with the various cha-cha-chas on top of that. 
And then, anyway, then we started off the set with yet another star-studded group. It was a piano trio this time. Duke Ellington on the piano. Max Roach on the drums. And then we heard that little flutter bass to start the set. Looks like wind rustling, right? That bass was the great Charles Mingus. And that's the piano trio. Mingus, Max, and Duke. Off the Blue Note album from 1962, Money Jungle, we heard Florette Africaine, African Flower, which is a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous Duke Ellington composition that sounds nothing like the typical stuff that people associate with Duke. Yes, he wrote Satin Doll. Yes, you know. He has songs like It Don't Mean a Thing If It Ain't Got That Swing. Yes, he wrote Mood Indigo, right? But those songs are are staples, standards, classics, granted. But that's not all Duke Ellington did. And so hopefully this is shining uh, a little bit of light on that in a mellow way. We're not picking crazy tracks either. So I've kind of pigeoned myself into a a pigeonhole here. of mellow tracks, maybe slightly groove to it, you know, nothing crazy, nothing bombastic, but, you know, just great Ellington tunes to hopefully, you know, if you're taking a late night nightcap, glass of wine, bourbon, coffee, whatever, you know what I mean, just whatever, this is on, you're listening to it, hopefully you're like, you know what, I need to, I need to check out some more Duke Ellington. That's what my goal is here. And for those who said that they're, yeah, I don't know. I just, I hadn't really had time to check out Ellington. Well, I'm doing the work for you. So this way you just get a refined, you know, palette of songs thrown at you and you can choose what you like. So, because Duke Ellington is absolutely quantum, you know. And I mean, he's the only jazz musician to make it to the back of a U.S. currency. He's on the back of the quarter for Washington, D.C., standing next to his piano. So, there's your fun fact for the day. All right, let's get to some more music. Uh, we got some beautiful, beautiful tunes coming up in this next one, and some tunes that feature just Ellington by himself. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to Mellow Ellington here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. <laughs> Thank you. 
All right. So uh, there's a weird story about that last tune. Um, first of all, it's a it's a composition called Moon Mist, and I really wish I could tell you more. Um, it's one of the ones that really stuck out to me. Uh, it's on one of the very first Duke Ellington CDs I ever, ever received. Um, and I mean, we're talking probably 30 years ago now, you know. Um, so I've, I've scoured the internet. This is not a very well-known uh, CD, but I just love this version. And um, it's from Trace Records, and it's just one of those generic... Uh, greatest hit sort of thing um, called The World of Duke Ellington. Take the A-Train. <laughs> you know, and it's got like uh, a version of him playing One O'Clock Jump and, you know, Pretty Woman, which is another one of my favorites. Uh, but Moon Mist, uh, I, I just love it. And it's one of those things that the, the, the leaflet on the inside of the CD is just one of those sheets that basically states what the tracks are. <laughs> and then a picture of Duke. Um, it, it gives no um, personnel info whatsoever. So I really wish I could tell you more, but I don't. I don't know. And luckily, um, I found a picture on the Internet of the exact CD that I have. So I've included that um, on the website. So if you really love that version of Moon Mist... Um, then you can try to, you know, go digging, you know, and um, and you could find that exact one because that's the one that has it. And then you can also see if you, you know, wind up finding it that um, there's no personnel info on that CD whatsoever. So, but I do love that version. It has still remained, 30 years later, one of my favorite versions of Moon Mist. You know, Jerry Mulligan has a beautiful version of that as well. But... Um, on one of his California concerts, I believe. But that one, man, it really stuck out to me then, and 30 years down the road, it's still sticking with me. So I'm sharing it with you. Uh, before that, we heard Montevideo, which is also known uh, as, it's, it's also went by the incorrect title, Nighttime. Um, and this comes off of um, an album um, on Capitol Records, Capitol Jazz, called Piano Reflections. And uh, it features Duke Ellington on the piano with some great uh, finger work there. And it also um, is, let's see, Dave Black on the drums, Wendell Marshall on the bass, and Ralph Collier on the congas. And then before that, we heard a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ballad that Duke wrote. By the way, Duke wrote that Montevideo song as well. But he wrote this beautiful ballad called Melancholia. And it's just solo piano. And it comes from the same album, Piano Reflections. It's uh, like a little uh, sketch of Duke with a purple background. And it's just him playing the piano. And it's just gorgeous, you know. That's the thing is that not a lot of people give Duke enough credit just as a pianist. And we heard a smidge of that um, with the piano trio that we heard with um, Mingus and Max Roach. But this really is uh, an album just really just features Duke the piano player, you know. And they've got like uh, Dancers in Love, 
reflections in D, prelude to a kiss in a sentimental mood, kind of dukish, the Montevideo uh, Latin kind of song that we heard, and then this beautiful ballad called Melancholia. And, you know, it's one of those things that it's not really overly done, uh, but I do know that there is a version that Went Marsalis did of Melancholia, and it's it's really, really, really pretty. So that's about the only one I can think of as an extra version besides Ellington that's um, attempted that. So, But it's a gorgeous tune. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and once again, it featured the piano of Duke Ellington, as did the song before it. Once again, from the album on RCA, and his mother called him Bill, right? We heard Duke Ellington at the piano. We heard Aaron Bell on the bass. And once again, the beautiful baritone stylings of Harry Carney on the Billy Strayhorn composition, Lotus Blossom. Now, keep in mind that this album was made after Billy Strayhorn had passed away on May 31st, 1967. And luckily, the session was over and the tape machine was still running. And Ellington remained at the piano and he just poured his heart out at playing this song that Billy wrote because he misses his dear friend. And he plays this and then Aaron Bell, you know, he joins in on the bass. Then Harry Carney comes in and you can hear like his tone quivering because he misses him too. You know, it's like you, you just miss your friend. And luckily, when it was over, Duke said, that is what he most liked to hear me play, was Lotus Blossom. And what a gorgeous tune that is. You know, not a lot, not enough people play Lotus Blossom. Not to be confused with the, the Latin tune by Kenny Dorham, you know, also known as Asiatic Grace. Totally different thing. This is a, a ballad that, to me, it evokes like sati, you know, like those uh, gymnopodies. And um, I don't know, to me, it, it's just like you, you can listen to Lush Life and, you know, uh, Chelsea Bridge and Daydream and all these other Billy Strayhorn things. But that one, Lotus Blossom, it really, it's it's like a perfect tune. It really is. It's like this perfect little waltz. Mm. And, yeah, to feature... <laughs> The gorgeous piano stylings of Duke Ellington alongside Harry Carney with a so song like that. Man, it doesn't get much better. So if you're not hip to that kind of deep emotional music, that's what we're doing. We're providing that for y'all on this episode of Dr. Jazz Podcast. Mellow Ellington to indoctrinate some more future Ellingtonians. Uh, and then I would be remiss if I didn't say what we started off the set with. Sorry, I almost skipped one there. Um, Isfahan, featuring the great Johnny Hodges, uh, on almost stopping time and space continuum as we know it, with this beautiful, gorgeous tune from Duke Ellington's Far East Suite. Um, it's it's been covered a few times by Joe Henderson and other you know great musicians, but Isfahan, it's just. It's this gorgeous melody. And there's some video that's out there that Duke Ellington had just wrote that melody. Uh, and he wanted to hear it so bad. 
like right away that the the members of the band had not even had a chance to really rehearse it. Johnny Hodges had not even had a chance to look at the melody. And so there's this video somewhere out there, you can find it if you look hard enough, of Duke Ellington holding up the sheet music right in front of Johnny Hodges' stand. (laughs) And he's playing it on the spot. And he's just like a music stand. He's just like holding it up right there because he only had the one copy. So he's holding up the music stand and the rest of the band is playing and he's listening for the first time and you just hear this kind of like, you hear, you can see Duke, the wheels turning like, okay, this sounds good. This sounds good. I like this. I like this. Maybe not this section. Maybe change that later, you know. And then right off the bat, Johnny Hodges is just absolutely, he's he's like one take greatness, you know what I mean? Because it sounds then, even in the first take, like what it sounds like now. On, that was on the recorded take. And it's just gorgeous. So, um, and it's another Ellington standard. So, <laughs> Isfahan from the Far East Suite when the U.S. State Department uh, sent Duke Ellington and his band uh, all over the Far East. Yeah, man. Killer, killer stuff. All right. So, uh, we are got, let's see. I believe we have one, two more sets for you. So, uh, thank you for listening. Once again, I'd like to tell you, you can find the Dr. Jazz Podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever. Feel free to hit the like button, write a review on the Apple Podcast. It always helps. We would appreciate it. And um, you can also find our website for more info, so that way you know what to order here around the holidays or to um, go to your local record store if that's an option for you and do a you know a drive drive through pickup sort of thing if that's something you know you're a- able to do I know that there's some places that are doing that um, so yeah do that option if you can support your local record stores because Lord knows they need the help right uh, but to find that info we've got it right here on the website that's Dr. Jazz Podcast D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast dot wordpress dot com revamped all new easier to navigate so that way it can help you out uh, and then if you like for more info about whenever new whenever the new episodes of the Dr. Jazz Podcast drop you can follow us on Twitter and that's at N-D-H Jazz Love to hear from you if you've got any suggestions or things that you liked about the show, any shows or things that you didn't like. Either way, we just love to hear from you. And hopefully we're doing you a bit of good, helping you heal, helping you stay safe together in this time, and checking out some awesome jazz. So with that being said, let's get back to some more mellow madness with the music of Duke Ellington on this episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Thanks for listening.
Alrighty. So that cool little ditty was called Pyramid. It's a very cool kind of another example of exoticism, you know, taking your mind like caravan out to the desert, you know, to the sands of Egypt through that little like three minute um, escape, you know, with that song. Um, great composition. Um, great little drums behind that too. And um, that comes from the chronological classics, Duke Ellington and his orchestra, 1938, volume two. 1938 was quite a, um, a summit year, you know. Um, it was one of the many peaks for Duke Ellington and it, it was one of the, like the, the high points right before that fabulous 1940 year. Um, and of course, this band features Johnny Hodges, Cootie Williams, Rex Stewart, Lawrence Brown, Tricky Sam Nanton, Harry Carney, Ivy Anderson, Juan Teasel, all throughout the disc. It's a really an incredible uh, disc. And in fact, uh, there are two versions of Pyramid, should you be able to track that disc down. Uh, before that, we heard a gorgeous tune. Um off of the album Blue Rose Rosemary Clooney with Duke Ellington and his orchestra on Columbia Records from 1956 Um, but the cool part uh, is that the song that we heard was not um, inclusive of Rosemary Clooney it's just uh, a track that features uh, the Duke Ellington uh, group specifically Duke Ellington uh, and Johnny Hodges, and is on the Billy Strayhorn composition "Passion Flower." It's a gorgeous thing. Uh, the rest of the album is not that bad either. You know, uh, if you dig Rosemary Clooney, and if you're unsure who Rosemary Clooney is, if you've ever seen "White Christmas" with Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye, then that's one of the two leading ladies. So there you go. Um, before that, we heard one of my all-time, all-time, all-time favorite uh, tracks by Duke Ellington and his orchestra. It's called PS 170, and it comes from an album that you would probably just flip through if you were at a bin in a record store. It's on Laserlight um, Records, Laserlight Digital brand, uh, part of the Jazz Collector's Edition and it looks like it's one of those just like greatest hits things, and you would probably normally flip through it. But right there on the cover, it says world premiere of newly discovered studio recordings. So, of course, I uh, <laughs> I snatched that when I saw it. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, it's an album called Cool Rock, and uh, PS One Seventy is um, this incredible tune that Duke wrote. But uh, the band that we heard there was Sam Woodyard on the drums, John Lamb on the bass, Duke Ellington on the piano, Cootie Williams, Cat Anderson, Herbie Jones, and Paul Serrano on the trumpets, Lawrence Brown, Buster Cooper, Chuck Connors on the trombone, and then that fabulous reed section of Harry Carney, Paul Gonzalez, Jimmy Hamilton, Russell Procope, and Johnny Hodges. Hmm. Great, great stuff. 
yeah there's another great song on here too the twitch it's got a great uh, version of anatomy of a murder cool rock an arrangement of hello dolly yeah it's just a fantastic album you know what i mean but one like i said that most people would pass on so check out the website if you want to see that cover before that we heard a gorgeous vocal piece uh strangely enough with no words um it's called on a turquoise cloud and <clears throat> this comes from the duke ellington kind of um collection of tunes uh called reminiscing in tempo and it's a companion collection to go along with pbs's biography called reminiscing in tempo on the great duke um on a turquoise cloud it's like a wordless vocal for like alto or soprano voice and that voice is none other than the beautiful voice of Kay davis um no relation to miles he did not have a voice like that um but <laughs> but it, it, it's this beautiful concept it's like this high vocal but it's wordless and it's almost like operatic in range and the harmonies that go along with the high end of the clarinet that, that's just beautiful writing on duke ellington's part so um all hell the duke on this very gorgeous tune that you know nobody covers um and then they should it's just it's a beautiful tune and a lot of people who ne don't necessarily dig too deep into duke are missing out on great, great stuff just like this. And that's kind of the whole point of this podcast, you know, is um, to throw out tunes that are more mellow, slightly got a groove, some of them, and, um, and, and to just, you know, indoctrinate into Ellingtonia some of those, those cats who's just like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I never really got around to Ellington, man, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And of course, there there's folks like me who's in Ellingtonian that are like always pushing the envelope, going, "Come on, man, come on, come on, the water's fine, come jump on in," you know. And uh, but yeah, but uh, the world is a better place with the music of Duke Ellington, and because cats like Duke Ellington and Billy Strayhorn were here to write and provide such great, great music. Um, speaking of slightly groovy tunes, that's what we actually opened up the set with, was uh, another selection from the Far East Suite, which I mentioned earlier with Isfahan. Um, we heard Duke Ellington in the spotlight on that one, um, on his piano, uh, on a tune called Mount Harissa. H-A-R-I-S-S-A. Uh, Mount Harissa is one of my all-time favorite tunes um, from Duke Ellington, and it's w that one and that track plus Isfahan is two reasons that I just absolutely love the Far East Suite. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole album is just fantastic. Um, but lots of different grooves throughout the whole album. There's some that sound like rock, there's some that sound like jazz, there's some that sound like Sephardi music, there's some that's like almost just ballads like Isfahan that just stop time and space altogether. So it's definitely one you should check out if you have not yet. And while we're at it, let's also mention that that's one of the things that makes Duke Ellington very special as well, is the fact that he was one of the very first to really press jazz into that area of having written suites 
for jazz before everything had to be condensed to like two or three minutes, you know, on a record. And um, with the invention of, of the longer LP, the long play record, um, Duke really said, okay, let, let's, let's see what we can do here. And his imagination ran and beautiful music poured forth from the Duke. All right, so we got one more set coming at you. Um, yeah, it's got some great tunes in there too. So either way, um, I definitely hope you've enjoyed this so far. And uh, tell your friends. Don't forget, you can find us wherever you find your podcast: Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Be sure to write a review, hit like, all those things. Uh, pass it on to your friends. And you can check out our website, Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast dot WordPress. Com, and you can follow us on Twitter at NDHJazz. Now, with that being said, let's get to some more beautiful music from the great Duke Ellington. Thank you. 
great set right there. So we started off the set with a tune called Self Portrait of the Bean. And of course, Bean was another name for Noggin or Brain. And um, the nickname Bean went to none other than tenor saxophone great Coleman Hawkins. So, and that comes from... Um, the album Duke Ellington meets Coleman Hawkins on the Impulse label. Killer, killer album from 1962. And then after that, we heard Thanks for the Beautiful Land on the Delta. And this comes from one of Duke Ellington's final records um, in which Johnny Hodges actually passed away in between uh, sessions for this um, and it um, it features uh, lots of folks Cat Anderson, Cootie Williams, Mercer Ellington um, some Johnny Hodges uh, some Norris Turney Paul Gonzalez, Harry Carney Wild Bill Davis on the organ uh, and w- it comes from Duke Ellington's 1971 album The New Orleans Suite fantastic album but it's got such a great hustle groove to it after that we heard the swingers get the blues too from duke ellington's album on columbia blues in orbit but that wasn't the original title the original title was those ever loving gut bucket swinging blues and of course we heard besides the great melody beautiful solos from johnny hodges and ray nance after that, we heard a tune called Volupt, or Volupte, from Duke Ellington's Afrobossa Suite. And Volupte, Volupte, in Duke's words, seeks to portray the essence of voluptuousness. Himself the chief artist, the conception expressed at the keyboard is highly individual, spared, and veiled. Great little groove to that and melody. Um, and then we closed out, since we are approaching a holiday season, with Duke Ellington's Sugar Rum Cherry, which is his take on Tchaikovsky's Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy from the album Three Sweets, in which he takes on the entire Nutcracker Suite. If you haven't heard that, do yourself a favor and check it out. All right, thanks for listening so much, folks. We hope you've dug these Duke Ellington tunes and found some new favorites. Um, Remember, you can find us wherever you find your podcasts and uh, write a review if you get a quick moment. And you can check out our website and uh, follow us on Twitter, at NDHJazz. And um, as we always like to end, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Y'all be good now, because in the Duke... We trust, and we're going to let him have this final word. I want to thank you for playing our sounds and tell all of your lovely listeners that we do love them madly.